Today's show is being brought to you by Cause Marketing Forum and SelfishGiving.com. And we want to thank our sponsor, 1BillionShirts.org. Custom t-shirts that help others. Print with them, and 25 cents from every t-shirt benefits a good cause. And remember, you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. Leave us a comment at either one of those platforms, and we'll send you a Cause Talk Radio t-shirt another episode of cause talk radio and on the line with me of course is megan strand hey megan hello boy and almost end of june it's getting crazy megan i know at some point we will actually hit summer in the pacific northwest but we're not there yet it's raining not there yet, huh? yeah it's raining oh man jeez you gotta get that nice weather get those kids outside i know right no, this Friday is the big day for me, D-Day, in terms of the kids get out. So I'm just going to be hiding under my bed for the next three months. <laughs> you know, that's all we can do. So, And I know when I get under my bed, there'll be someone there with me because he has kids. <laughs> You're probably wondering, Megan, where I'm going. I thought this was a family show, Joe. <laughs> it's a family show, yeah. Mark Fellman, who is not only a cause marketer, but also a fellow uh, Bostonian and even lives in my town outside Boston is on the line with us. And Mark is founder and managing director of Cause Consulting. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Hi, very well. Hi, Joe, Megan. Are you finding a good place to hide for the summer from the kids? Right <laughs> <laughs> from you, maybe. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I um, my last claim to fame, Megan, with Mark Feldman is that I was in a Starbucks <laughs> and he was running out to go on a field trip with his daughter. And of course, I ended up talking to him, you know what I mean? Because it's like seeing a celebrity, you know what I mean? You see Mark Feldman. That's right. Someplace like that. So I'm talking to him and stuff like that. I go out there and I, I say goodbye to him. I sit down back at my table and I see him go out to a car and there's a, there's a, a, a meter maid out there writing him <laughs> up a ticket. And I said, oh, man, this is all my fault. <laughs> I felt so bad, Mark. And now I feel like now I feel like I owe you that 25 bucks. You do. Yeah. $25 latte. I know. Yeah, $25 latte. So next time in Starbucks, the next five are on me. Okay? Awesome. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about lattes today. Nope. And we're not here to talk about Starbucks. We're not here to talk about summer plans. We're here to talk about employee engagement. Just one of the things that Mr. Mark Feldman is an expert on. And one of the things he really talks about that I'm interested in, Megan, is he talks about some of the potholes of employee engagement. Because this is like a new area for a lot of companies. Right, Mark? Uh, it is. It's a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is a new area going back 25 years, and folks are rediscovering employee engagement. Uh, it feels like yesterday uh, that all over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you th so 25 years ago, I mean, you're much older than I am. So you nice, this, right? <laughs> so you may remember this and stuff like that. Employee engagement was a big thing 25 years ago. Yeah, my first job out of college uh, was working at a newly formed organization called New York Cares, and yeah. this oh, was yeah. the dawn of was yeah. the dawn of Points of Light. It was the dawn of City Year, and companies were discovering the power of their you know putting their employees in action. Yeah, and then what happened? Um, then it got really popular, mm -hmm. and then it got relatively quiet, um, and today it has a whole new look and feel to it uh, that builds upon the old, and I look forward to talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us all about that. Tell us how employee engagement is different now and better, hopefully, than it was 25 years ago. Um, I think today it is much less about activity 
mm-hmm. and more about impact. More about impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at, at how we can have an impact on social issues, how we can harness the energy and power of uh, our people within our companies, mm-hmm. our consumers, our partners, um, in whole new ways that it's business strategy, where 25 years ago it was about wouldn't it be cool to get folks involved um, in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're taking kind of a shotgun approach, right, to getting people out in the community, and it probably took a lot of forms, and they really weren't sure in terms of what the impact or the value is. Now it seems like companies are really tracking that more and more. Yeah, you you, you started by asking kind of this question about potholes, Mm -hmm. what potholes to avoid. And I would say that the first pothole to avoid is to to approach um, employee engagement as if it's about volunteerism. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we're really not talking about volunteerism, though that's a piece. What we're talking about is business strategy. Mm-hmm. And we need, to, we need to look and think and ask about the why. Why employee volunteerism? Well, the reason you have employee, excuse me, why employee engagement? The reason you focus on employee engagement is because it's about strengthening your business and bottom mm-hmm. line benefits that come out of um, people feeling that they have purposeful work mm-hmm. and engagement. Can you give us, because you have such great experience in this area, can you just make this a little bit more tangible for our listeners and give us maybe an example of companies that are doing this particularly well and how they're getting to that strategy piece from the business perspective? Uh, sure. I, I guess before jumping into a, into a quick example, let me give you a stat that comes out of um, the Gallup organization, and they've done a lot of work in employee engagement. And, and they, they talk about that only um, 29% of employees in the United States feel engaged at work, mm-hmm. right? So only 29% of people feel like um, – they're in the right place, they come to work excited, they want to be productive. Um, and so part of what we're talking about is filling this gap, mm-hmm. right? So we begin talking about morale and retention um, and the community overlay where volunteerism begins to play uh, in so many ways is just that, an overlay that really helps, helps the business. So one of the examples that I love and have had the pleasure to work on for, for the last um, eight years or so has been with the Boston Beer Company and Sam Adams Brewing the American Dream. Mm -hmm. And within that program, there's an employee engagement piece called speed coaching. Mm -hmm. And imagine employees who have marketing, legal, finance, um, design backgrounds sitting across the table with lower and moderate income food and beverage small business entrepreneurs. And for 15 minutes at a time, talking about their menus and their design and their dreams and their finance and giving real-time coaching. Mm -hmm. And it's this moment where um, the entrepreneurs get incredible value Mm -hmm. and the beer. And the, the employees get this new understanding of the power of their skills and how their skills apply not just to the social aspect, um, the skills-based volunteers, but to their everyday jobs and their business, making them much more productive. Mm-hmm. Just so, one, mm-hmm. one example of many. Well, so with something like that, Mark, with that yep. example, and I love that example. I love that program. As you mm-hmm. know, we awarded it a Halo Award recently. Um, with that program, and you ha- you know, you've got people engaged doing a speed coaching event, is that something that happens on an ongoing basis? Is it like a once-and-done thing? They do it once a year or once every other year? I mean, how does that translate it, it, to a daily feeling of productivity? It's really interesting. So, so one is um, 
probably doing about 20 events a year that are specific speed coaching as I just described it. And so there are folks that are recurring, employees that are recurring participants in this. Um, but then there are folks that are just hearing about it. So it's the lore and the story. So engagement doesn't actually always have to be doing. There are levels of, of engagement. Mm-hmm. And so some of it's just hearing. But it has spawned a group of employees, um, and this is the company built this, who are doing online and phone mentoring as well. Mm-hmm. So it really continues almost every day at the company. Um, employees are sitting down virtually with small business entrepreneurs and providing this coaching value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a twenty. It's really a, it happens twenty four seven three sixty five. Um, the the CEO Jim Cook and the founder of the company uh, talks a lot about um, again his employees he can see them more connected to the business and Mm -hmm. here's a company and so much of employee engagement has to be tied back to the brand here's a company that is the little guy with less than one percent market share in the beer industry Um, how do you maintain that when folks like us think oh sam adams they're big they're huge Mm -hmm. Um, they may be the largest craft in the united states Mm -hmm. but they're still tiny Yep. And so, so this is part of that strategy, again, business strategy, uh, for how employees recognize that they, too, need to be scrappy and entrepreneurial every day. Mm. And uh, it's also a good message for the general public, too, because it kind of portrays them as not only experts in what they do, but also innovative in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that brand value piece is so important, and it's such a way to get your employees – a, to attract the right employees, right? So if you have certain yep. values as a company and you're saying, hey, look, this is how we put this into action in, in addition to what we're doing on a product basis, on every everyday basis, but this is what we're doing to help other entrepreneurs in this particular example, then you can really see how that would help you sort of recruit and attract and potentially retain the right type of people. Mm. And I, I think you're, what, you're, what you're beginning to touch on is that employee engagement is, is part of... Um, purpose, right? Mm -hmm. What is it? Why do employees come to work every day? What does the company stand for? And how can they engage people in meaningful work? And Mm -hmm. certainly we know the millennial generation and all generations are looking for this meaningful work. Mm -hmm. um, And purpose and values uh, are core to that. And then the employee engagement, if you will, the volunteerism activities and other other activities um, that are that are created, beca- reinforce that and bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the pothole again is the one-off, right? Let's get a bunch of people and go off to a soup kitchen. Right. Right. Maybe that works, and you get a group of folks that feel a little bit better about having the opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the tip of the iceberg in getting real value out of employee engagement. Isn't yeah. there a huge communication piece to this, though, too, Mark? Because I could see how, I mean, this, the Sam Adams example is probably a little bit different because it sounds like they're doing this on an ongoing basis, but I could see how without the right communication strategy around some of these events, it might feel like a once-and-done type thing, even if there are people who've really put a lot of thought into why they're doing some of these activities. Do you know what I mean? I mean, how does that communication piece play into it? And how are you talking to companies about really making sure that they're coming full circle about explaining that why behind some of these opportunities? So I I think you're right. Communications is essential. And when you think you've done enough communication, still nobody knows, and you got to keep going and going and going. Um, the first place to be looking is the lowest hanging fruit of knowing the internal communication channels and getting into mm-hmm. those channels. 
Um, what we're finding is the, the packaging of activities, if we're talking about volunteerism or skills-based volunteerism, large-scale volunteerism, days of service, um, under umbrellas. I mean, what's the umbrella strategy that unifies what we're doing? And really, ultimately, what is the theme that we're driving toward um, to have a social impact? Again, it's not mm -hmm. about quantity. Mm -hmm. It needs to be driving more toward impact because impact is what's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Mark. So, you know, one of the yeah, please. Okay. You I, know, one of the things I'm really curious about, though, is like when you do a program like that with Boston Beer, do you also have a strategy for how employees will talk about it after the event? Like, do you guys encourage them to tweet about it, to update their Facebook posts, to, to pin pitches and stuff like that? Or do you just expect a lot of that stuff to happen anyway? Um, it really depends company by company on the culture. Mm -hmm. um, but, but more and more companies are, are, are pushing and, mm -hmm. and strongly encouraging and creating the platform. You know, you, yeah. you talk a lot about kind of online platforms, but having that platform and promoting it um, is, is critical. Mm -hmm. So it's not a control of mm -hmm. like, here's the message. It really is a platform to share pictures, images, um, and to, to, to be collaborative uh, in creating content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's key, too, because, you know, the reason I bring it up too, Mark and Megan is because especially for millennials, it's so important that they're so influential among each other. And, yeah. you know, so it's it's really important that they hear it from people they know, like, wow, you know, Boston Beer and Sam Adams are really doing some great things, you know. And, and, and what's important is that is that it extends externally. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's well overused, but happy employees make happy customers. Mm hmm. Like, duh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, right, duh, uh -huh. um, but how do, how do you create happy employees? And, how, and so when the employees, and when the Starbucks partner is telling you about what they did along with customers um, in the community, mm -hmm. you get psyched. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, here's the nut that I completely do not understand why more companies cannot crack. Why is it so hard for companies to have a, an employee engagement strategy that also meshes and aligns with their consumer facing cause marketing or whatever you want to call it, you know, their consumer facing communications or initiatives? Why is that so hard for people to accomplish? And why don't we see more examples of companies doing a good job of that? I think it's a great question, and I think we're we're evolving there. Um, but you know, if we if we um, were to quote an old friend, uh, Ed Chansky, who's on the show all the time, follow the money, right? And and I think that we have different pots of resources and si excuse me silos within the organizations that are not um, that don't communicate and don't look um, or even speak the same language. Mm -hmm. So if you look um, at a lot of the employee engagement work going on through a marketing and, and external lens, you'd be like, huh, I don't see an asset there. Um, and it's, it's only um, when the marketing folks begin to think differently and the community folks begin to think differently that, that, we're, that we're seeing more and more of it. Um, you know, if you, if you begin looking at, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example that, that I really like, um, that, that begins to kind of engage engage both. And, and again, Starbucks comes up where you're beginning to engage it into the, the partner experience and partners taking consumers out. 
Um, I think box tops is a good example where you have, you know, employees and something you guys have talked about a lot. You have employees who are doing it alongside customers. And, and maybe the best example of all is Avon, right? And, mm. and so you've now, you've now engaged your, your sales force of this incredible army of women who are walking alongside their customers around a social issue. I mean, how, how are you going to go change brands after that, after you've had a good walk and a cry together? You're, you're loyal to Avon and your sales rep forever. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we, there are great examples, um, and, you know, we need, to see, we need to see it more and more. I'm wondering if, because we're hearing more and more from nonprofits, I think both Joe and myself, that mm-hmm. companies are starting to really expect an employee, employee engagement piece from their interactions with nonprofits. So I'm wondering if nonprofits might start to be change makers in this front, you know, as they're talking to their corporate partners about consumer facing efforts, maybe they're the ones that are going to drive this piece toward uniting both of those efforts on the employee side and the consumer side. I think nonprofits will, will have are under new pressures and enormous pressures and coming back to the potholes. Um, they need to be really cautious of not going too quickly in mm. the sense with any partner. They, they really need to spend the time to get curious, to understand um, what it is, is the things that we've been talking about. What, what is the core of the brand? What, what are the, the core things that employees need to learn and do? What is the special sauce that employees bring to the table um, in order to craft um, initiatives and activities that really can drive to impact? Um, and they need to help coach and teach the dialogue because if it's just to create new activity, um, it won't be sustainable for the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. If it's to find new ways to engage, to your point, folks in innovation, mm-hmm. as Ashoka did with the teams at eBay, um, to really bring their technology expertise to the table in new ways, um, that's exciting. Or like the IKEA, I- IKEA Foundation did with the um, United Nations Human Rights Fund and brought the employees in, their expertise in, to help them figure out how to pack tents better, mm-hmm. right? It's like, duh. Again, like, <laughs> that makes sense. And they have that expertise and there's that critical need. So it, it's, it's incumbent on nonprofits to really understand what companies are, are looking and asking for. I don't think they're just asking for activity. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They're, they're looking to dig deep into the into the nonprofit and figure out, like, what can we do together that's that's really game changing? Mm-hmm. My question for you, what do you think about people's accusations when it comes to employee engagement that it's just another form of OPM, other people's money of companies tapping a resource that they don't have to pay for and, you know, kind of like, you know, doing things in their stores to raise money from customers. And uh, now they're using their employees uh, to do good and to make the company look good and stuff like that. What would you say to critics of that? Um, I love other people's money. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I think that, that as, as companies, um, even when we're massive companies, we still have very limited resources, right? Even if those resources start with millions or billions to, to make an impact. So um, the more we can be focusing our energies, harnessing the intellectual capital of our people, which has benefits as well for our people and employee engagement, the better off we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so I, I, I'm a fan. Now that has to drive again toward impact. 
if it starts and the goal is marketing to make us look good, mm-hmm. and again, let's just have all of the, you know, lots of activity, uh, then we're starting at a, at a bad premise and mm-hmm. full circle back to employee engagement. You know who knows immediately? The employees. The employees. <laughs> yeah. They're the first ones to sit and say, oh, that initiative, that's uh, not genuine and authentic. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. And then that just permeates their whole experience at the company. Uh, completely. Hmm. So that that engagement of that authenticity piece is important. Yeah. It's, it's it, obvious it to, to employees c- and to customers when things are one-offs or not embedded into the real values of the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the key message for, for us um, is that employee engagement is business strategy mm-hmm. and that one needs to be really intentional um, and intentionality is a, is, a, is, is a whole thought process in how you create and execute on these initiatives. Um, and so, so that, that's kind of the message over and over again because in our world and our, our mantra is all about strengthening business and impacting society. Mm-hmm. And to do both, you've got to stop and pause and be um, pretty strategic in order to weave them together. Mm-hmm. Nope, definitely. You know, Mark, I should say, too, it, that, that Megan has actually an employee engagement program for Cause Talk Radio. Um, but I'm the only volunteer and what she does is she flies me out to her house so that I can work on her house for her. And you know, this is something I'm not feeling the love here at cause talk radio, you know? So (laughs) I think this would definitely be a poor form of employee engagement. I think that that comes from the, the Massachusetts roots. I think that sounds like (laughs) kind of ripped from today's headlines that we're hearing folks, uh, uh, doing stuff like this. Joe, I, w- I have to ask you a question because yes. listeners, um, loyal listeners like me, really have to know. Yes. Um, so in fan engagement, yeah. we want to know whether um, you have shed your Red Sox fan gear um, in favor of the U.S. team and the U.S. World Cup team. Oh, good question. <laughs> I want to know no, that too. I'm still, I'm still in my Red Sox gear. Okay. Although, you know what's kind of interesting about my Red Sox gear? I was actually at Fenway Park on Sunday for Father's Day. Had a great day. Met Stephen King. I saw that. Got my picture taken with Stephen King, right? And then I bought, get this, uh, Mark and Megan, I bought a black Boston Red Sox hat with also a black B right in the middle of it because of the season that we're having here in Boston. (laughs) So while I have not donned um, World Cup attire yet, um, I am in subdued Red Sox attire. And, but you're also hip. I mean, That's you're right. totally now, you are, you are totally, don't bend the brim. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, right. Lord. It's a total flat top. It's a total <sighs> flat top. You know what I mean? So, and I got my and, pants down way low and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a look. You know what I mean? So. And you know what, what's interesting? We're kind of play, playing and, and talking about this is, this is all about culture. I mean, kind of Red Sox culture and, and yeah. cause talk radio culture and how much fun you all have. Yeah. Um, if, if this is a culture that a company is trying to reinforce, mm-hmm. then through the employee engagement activities, they should mirror, right? Mm. Should you go to a soup kitchen and everybody's quiet, or you should, be, should you be doing something that's really fun and, and is reinforcing the kind of company that we want to be yep. every day? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it, it all, culture comes back to being a core part of it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's so what Mark sa- is saying, Megan, 
is that I shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't be fixing your house. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you should be holding a pep rally for me instead. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I appreciate, Mark, that you were able to bring that back around full circle because sometimes when Joe goes off course, it's very difficult to rein him back in. The other resource <laughs> I want to give to people before I ask you, Mark, where people can find more about you or Cuds Consulting is that Mark led a special interest group at the Cause Marketing Forum in the end of May on this exact subject, employee engagement, and did a nice recap from his um, group discussion that's on the Cause Update blog. So we'll include that in the show notes. But if people want to find out more about you, Mark, or about Cause Consulting, where might they do that? Uh, please uh, welcome folks' comments and thoughts uh, at mfeldman at causeconsulting.com. Uh, and you can check out our website at causeconsulting.com. Excellent. And we will awesome. include that in the show notes. And Joe, how about you in your subdued way? Where could people Oof. find you? Well, people can find me, of course, on selfishgiving.com. They can find me regularly on Twitter at Joe Waters. And make sure to check out those cause marketing boards I have on Pinterest, pinterest.com slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter, not as frequently as Joe, but on Twitter at Megan Strand. And I tweet for the cause marketing forum at tweetcms. CMF and also blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at Cause Update. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Mark and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll catch you next time. 